Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott. And if you want to be among the first to hear the bonus podcast, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon like Mark Satloff. We know Mark, Greg. We do indeed. World's biggest Velvet Underground fan. He is. Don't say I never uh, (laughs) paid you a compliment, Mark. We don't usually do this on the bonus podcast where we incorporate material from the radio show, but we had much more to say, Greg, about Mimi Parker, the incredible drummer of Lowe, who died of ovarian cancer at age 55. Uh, I don't think uh, bonus podcast listeners are going to uh, object to us giving them a little more Mimi repeating and adding to what we said on the radio show. She deserves it. Absolutely. She's uh, one of a kind, and uh, it really hit a lot of people that I know hard, you know? It absolutely did. We're going to pay uh, further tribute to Mimi Parker of Lowe right after this. We'll be back in a second. Now, Mr. Cott, we have some sad news to deal with. Lowe's Mimi Parker has died at the age of only 55. Yes, Jim, uh, sad news indeed. Mimi Parker, uh, dead at the age of 55, uh, died November 5th of ovarian cancer. I got word of this while I was traveling, and I got to tell you, it hit me so hard. I go, man, why am I so emotional about this? My, yeah. You know, Deb, my wife, noticed it too, and I was just... One of those things where you, you, you feel like you know a person. Somebody had said to me, uh, it was like losing a member, a family member. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like you, you feel close to a person, even though you may not necessarily know them that well, but you know them through their music. And, and it felt that intimate uh, that you, you felt that loss in a, in a different way than you would with a normal celebrity type of death. Well, and we had had the pleasure of talking with Mimi and Alan Sparhawk, her husband, uh, several times on Sound Opinions, going back to our our commercial radio days. Right. This band has been around, uh, you know, since the uh, mid-'90s. You know, Mimi is a mom, a wife, and a a quiet uh, powerhouse of musical creativity. They formed in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, of all places, in 1993. Uh, It was Alan Sparhawk and Mimi Parker, uh, who had been, you know, a, a couple for a number of years already. Uh, you know, the, the famed producer Kramer mm. dubbed them slowcore. You know, they were, you know, at a time of grunge, you know, uh, overkill. Here was the band that was the exact opposite of that, playing as quietly as possible. When audiences would get restless and get louder, they would play quieter. You yeah, know, it was almost yeah. like a, a provocation in reverse. Continuing a tradition that began with Galaxy 500, which began with the Velvet Underground's third album. And the thing is, that could have been a one-trick pony kind of deal, a couple albums, and then they, then they quit. But they kept expanding their sound. They found more ways to express themselves within the template that they had originally created. It was basically Mimi and Alan, mm. and uh, a, you know, a rotating cast of bassists. Um, but it was it was a, a sound that was minimal, minimalist music uh, at its finest, really melodic, um, uh, beautiful sounding. But at the same time, starting to incorporate elements of noise yeah. uh, and a more more expansive approach to uh, the arrangements. And they were beloved. I mean, their music, you know, that that little Christmas EP they put out. Uh, we just did an interview with uh, one of the founders of Cranky Records, and yeah. they started putting out records with Cranky, a Chicago-based label. That little Christmas EP they did, it exploded. It, yeah. uh, you know, they got picked up by, you know, in a TV commercial, and suddenly people were knowing, finding out about this little band from Duluth, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Plant was a huge fan. Yeah, he covered their songs. Covered them the other night in in tribute to Mimi. He uh, covered the the Great Destroyer's Silver Rider. 
Um, Mimi, you as a drummer, I know appreciated her. She was standing up yep. Mo Tucker style of the yep. Velvet Underground. Really minimal kit. Now, let me, let me see if I got this right, Jim. From what I could tell, a snare drum, a, a, a single cymbal, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and a floor tom. Uh, and if yeah, she or, really or a bass drum turned on its side, yeah. right? And if she really went crazy, she had a tambourine. I mean, she was selling out, man. <laughs> you can't have all that stuff on but stage. But the vocals as well, Greg. The vo- What a beautiful singer, right? Yeah. What a voice. Um, you know, the thing about Mimi is that every time she came in, as she was saying a lot of harmony vocals. When she would come in with Alan, it immediately lifted the song to another level. Mm. But then, you know, she'd take the lead once in a while and it'd just break your heart how beautiful it sounded. Uh, the one song I want to play, you know, people are saying, what, what, you know, what, what song from low should I start with or what album? I, I would start with Just Make It Stop from the Invisible Way record. Mm. They actually recorded that with Jeff Tweedy in 2013. And there's a part where, the song, where all the instrumentation drops out and Mimi's voice basically holds the, the you know, is center stage. And she, she didn't necessarily like that. She was, a, by nature, was kind of a shy person yeah. who played more of a background role. But when she stepped to the front, you know, the resolve in her voice is just so uh, amazing on this song, and I, and I just love it to death. Um, it is Mimi Parker with uh, Just Make It Stop from Lowe's The Invisible Way album on Sound Opinions. All right, we're back. Greg, that was what you said on the radio. It was very, very moving. A couple of further points I think worth making. You know, Lowe was arguably at a high point in its career Mm -hmm. uh, in the last uh, six, seven years. You know, ones and sixes in 2015, double negative 2018, hey what, 2021. Here's a band after decades uh, with a firmly established audience and people thinking they knew that band Mm -hmm. inside and out that was tossing up its sound in radical waves. That's a brave thing to do. It absolutely is. Um, I think part of it was collaborating with B.J. Burton, you know, who's uh, worked with Bonnie Vare. I think the one, one of the things that I always liked about Alan Sparhawk and Mimi Parker was their willingness to push themselves beyond their comfort zone. We, we obviously have a, a successful sound. People like it, they, they, especially after the Christmas EP. Yeah. Uh, they were a, a brand, you know. But they went beyond that, man. They, when people heard ones and sixes, they were going like, what the hell? You know, it's okay. like they were kind of messing with people a little bit. But, but it's great well, stuff. Well, you know, keeping in the cot wheelhouse, yeah. I'll say that as radical a reinvention as Wilco made with uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, you know, Low did that three, four times in it was, his career. It was kind of that stuff. Just when you think you know a band, you yeah. realize, I don't really. They kept uh, having this bottomless uh, well of inspiration and ideas that they wanted to explore and did it wonderfully. I mean, the double negative and hey, what more extreme examples of that kind of stuff. I mean, just uh, radical mixes of the quiet beauty with noise and static and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, these, these textures that were really, you know, shook you up. Music concrete yeah. or, or almost beef hard, route rock noise.
All right, two other things I think uh, I want to get from you with your deep knowledge of Lowe. You know, we had them on the show several times, and we would discuss uh, the importance of faith to them. Because they were both Mormon, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. They were a Mormon couple. Faith was a big part of their life, but they were never preachy about it. Oh, no, no, no. I always thought they were wrestling with with it, you know, what what faith means, how to to live a life according to that faith. A moral life, and uh, regardless of the particulars of your belief, there was a sense of spirituality that was, I think, welcoming to people of any faith. Yeah, absolutely. And and the one thing I got out of that whole situation, because I think Alan had difficulties, you know, in terms of just having stability, you know, mentally, and et cetera. Mimi was the rock. She was kind of yeah. like the one who kind of held things together, the family, him, you know, the music. She was always going to be there. She was that foundation. Uh, and I don't, I don't mean this in a sexist way whatsoever, but the number of uh, social media posts where she was described as as mom to the scene, <laughs> yeah. mom to the scene in Minnesota, mom to the indie scene in general, in the very best sense of that, in well, nurturing. In the sense of somebody like Mavis Staples, like you yes. meet her and you feel comfortable around her right away. She wasn't right a rock star. Right. She right. wasn't like, you know, she was this famous person, but at the same time, just, you know, normal in the sense of she could be your next door neighbor and, yeah. and you would yeah. be comfortable with her at any in any situation. The other thing I wanted to ask you about uh, to expand on is the Christmas EP. You know, Marty Leonard's a longtime Chicago radio personality on WXRT. We did the show there for seven years before we moved to public radio about half a century ago. Uh, (laughs) Marty had posted, I'll just quote him from Facebook, I remember the appearance when Sound Opinions was on XRT and they played the stunning version of Long Way Around the Sea, Mm -hmm. Christmas Chills. Mimi was really special. Uh, Lowe had come in and the EP had just come out, I think, right? Right. And they played that live, Long Way Around the Sea. Take the So tell people we are heading into the holiday season. Remind people about that Christmas record and about that performance, what you remember. I just remember it was magic. Well, I just remember when that EP came out, I don't think it was considered like a big deal by the band. It was just kind of like, well, you know, we're, we're people of faith. A Christmas album can be such a cliche. Oh, there's but this so was, many bad ones. Yeah, there's so many bad ones. But this was clearly beyond that. It was a mix of traditional stuff and and originals. And to me, it just instantly became the one Christmas record I could listen to any time of year. When it wasn't Christmas. (laughs) Because it was just so beautiful. I mean, and Mimi really came to the forefront on that record. That was, yeah. you know, I, I really associate that record with her voice yeah. more yeah, than yeah, anything, yeah. you know? But it was such a beautiful, beautiful record, timeless songs. And that song, Long Way Around the Sea, um, that's just stuns me. You know, it's about the Magi taking the long trip around yes. to see the Savior, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. so that they wouldn't get caught and, you know, they wouldn't get arrested. So, I mean, it tells a biblical tale but it, it makes it incredibly relatable. You know, this is what happened. That, that's what they were. They were human, humane and human. Well, and I, I think they had a, a, an incredible ability to capture and evoke a time and place uh, that is also timeless, ironically. You've never been to Duluth, have you? No, I haven't, actually. I, I've been to Duluth. My right? roommate was there. I, I lived in Minneapolis yeah. twice yeah. Uh, for two years each time. 
I don't know if there's a colder place on the face of this earth. It's than at the Duluth. very northern tip of yes. uh, Minnesota. Yeah, you're, you're I mean, Kennedy and you know, border. I'm talking, right? you know, like January, February, you walk outside, your nose hair freezes, yeah. and, and it, your ears ring. It is so cold, 20 below zero, and you feel like you're walking on the surface of the moon. Yeah. Everything crinkles under you, you know? And it's like, I listen to Low and I hear that, and, and never more so than on that Christmas EP. Yeah. I don't know. Christmas, cold, dark yeah the one star shining i mean that that is low got that yeah well those harmonies will get you through anything and I, you know it did yes for them. a fitting tribute i hope greg to mimi parker dead at the age of 55 i really feel for alan and their family there's a wonderful shot on facebook uh you mentioned revolving cast of bass players mm-hmm. every one of Lowe's you know, five or six bass players showed up, and there there was like a family picture. Yeah, of them yeah, all and they were up. all wonderful people too. Yeah, you know, they they contributed a lot to the music. You know, yeah. I think it was more a case of you're not talking about celebrity level touring here. You're talking about right. you know, it was thirty a, years it was they've been go. doing this stuff, uh, especially right? when they were touring yeah. with their with their family with right, the kids. Right. You know? Uh, that is it. We could talk uh, more about Low anytime, and maybe we will in the future. But thanks for listening to this bonus podcast. Uh, to support Sound Opinions, become a member on Patreon or connect with our listeners on Facebook group. As always, Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our intern, Lauren Holt. Our social media consultant is Katie Cott. <laughs>